This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. This morning is time to give an offering to the work of God that is done in the flesh. Because there's a work of God that is done in the spirit. And then there's a work of God that is done in the flesh. The work of God that is done in the flesh is building a place for the people of God to gather and to praise his name and to learn of him and to be taught by the spirit. Amen. And as a church or as a people that belong to God, we should not settle for classrooms. Have you seen a nightclub in a classroom before? I mean, come to think about it. Have you seen a nightclub in a classroom before? So even a nightclub, even Satan has standards. I mean, come to think about it, I've not thought about it like that before. That there's no nightclub in a classroom. Satan has standards. And we, the children of the God of this creation, the God who owns everything, we should meet under the banner of his name in a classroom. Father, give us the grace to take out every meeting place that bears your name out of the classroom. And you and I are going to do that as a you and I are going to do that we will set our hearts to give for that purpose to take the church out of the classrooms you know and my desire and my prayer is that before I lay down to rest we should not have any church of ours in a classroom it's almost like we should the lord should help us come to a place by prospering us such that it will be said by the people of the church that we don't start the church in a classroom i said we don't start a church in a classroom yes and it is possible because as we learn of god we shall prosper we shall prosper in this life and we shall prosper in the life to come Amen. i want you to believe it Amen. i said i want you to believe it Amen. don't ever believe that you were born and condemned to poverty no because my bible does not tell me that oh yeah but pastor jesus said the poor you always have them with you did he say you must be poor so why why he said many things why do you want to choose this one did he tell you the source of the poor people that we always have them with us so why do you want to be the source second corinthians chapter eight Second Corinthians chapter 8 and we want to do verse 9 it says for ye know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ for ye know the grace of our the grace the help the favor the support of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich you see that grace is help grace is favor that you don't deserve yet it is given to you 
said though he was rich yet for your sake not for the sake of the angels not for the sake of the angels but for your sake he became poor that ye through his poverty you see through his poverty you might be rich you see you might be rich means that there is a role you have to play you see if the scripture said that ye through his poverty shall be rich then is a conclusive statement in other words this is what will happen but might means that it may or may not happen depending on you hallelujah it, it depends on you jesus has done his part i said jesus has done his part the rest is you to walk the road you have to walk on to live the way you have to live and the rest is history hallelujah i said hallelujah so this morning as we prepare our hearts to give i want you to understand and to give having a certain mind that i'm not a poor person I said have in your mind that I'm not a poor person because you see you cannot be anything beyond what you think of yourself the Bible says in Proverbs as a man thinketh in his heart so is he I wanted to bow your heads and pray that Lord I thank you that poverty is not my portion, that I am rich through your works on the cross. Pray, just pray for a minute. Just pray. Take away, say, Lord, I take away the poverty mindset, the picture of poverty that exists in my vision. I take it out of my life. And I see myself being able to meet my needs and, and supplying everything that is needed in my household and in my life. I behave as a person who is of substance. I don't behave as a poor person i don't behave as such yes i am humble lord i am humble and i will always remain humble even in my riches but for riches it belongs to me because you pay the price for it i thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you lord thank you we redeem ourselves out of wrong thinking we reject every form of thinking that leads us to poverty and we choose the way of thinking that brings into our lives the provision of god thank you holy spirit you should pray don't look at me otherwise when you are poor you are poor by your own self don't look at me pray believe it as you have come to church as you have been passed to church pray pray i said pray that poverty will go out of your mindset that whatever way a poor person thinks reject it out of your life reject it reject it reject it and begin to see yourself as a person who has what you need and who is able to pay for your bills thank you holy spirit we thank you jesus i am delivered from every thoughts oh yes yes lord in the name of thank you i'm free from a poverty mindset i'm free from a poverty mindset and i walk in the mindset of abundance a mindset of being a blessing unto many thank you holy spirit thank you for your help thank you thank you for your help thank you for your help oh yes yes oh yes in jesus name amen amen Now, this is very important for us to understand that we may be born poor, but to die poor is our failure. 
Yes. Because if by being born poor you are condemned to poverty, then God is not just. Because it will be not your choice. I didn't choose my father and my mother. So what made you God decide that I must be born to a poor parent? Why? What did I do wrong? What it means is that the fact that we are not involved in the choice of how we enter this earth, this world, we don't choose. It means that how you enter doesn't matter. But whether you enter from the rich side or you enter from the poor side, the provision that meets you is the same. And you have every opportunity to change your situation. I said you have every opportunity to change your situation. And I pray that everybody who is meant to contribute to your life to change the situation will not be negligent. I said, I pray to the Lord that everybody who is meant to contribute to change your situation will not be found to be negligent. Because their negligence can be costly to you. The teacher that must teach you must be a good teacher. The role model that must be present in your life must do everything to model the role that they are supposed to model in your life. And I pray for your pastors that God has given you that they shall be pastors after God's own heart. That whatever is fighting them, the Lord deliver them for your sake. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, one of the ways by which we come out of poverty is by acquiring knowledge. You see, Proverbs 24, verse 3, says that by wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And through knowledge, the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. Hallelujah. So there are three guys mentioned here. Wisdom builds the house. Wisdom builds a life. Understanding makes that life that has been built stable. And knowledge brings into that life and into every area of that life the riches that it, the life needs. Amen. But you see, in all this, in all this, and please, I'm preaching from the book, He That Hath, and I'm taking my time to take it point by point. Do you get it? Taking my time to, to go through it point by point. And the particular, there are all the chapters are of interest, but the particular chapter of much interest is chapter 4. Is chapter 4. The particular chapter of much interest is chapter 4 because that chapter does not give us theology in terms of how angels are formed and how God moves. Do you get it? And whether the angels have sexual organs or not, it doesn't tell us about it. It just tells us about what has been observed between people that have and people who don't have you see what is what is common when you go to a people that have what do you see that is common to all of them irrespective of their color 
And when you go to a people that don't have, again, irrespective of their color, what do you see common to all of them? That can tell you something. You see, like Solomon said, I pass by the field of the slothful. And what I saw was that the field was overgrown. I think it's the same Proverbs 24. The, the field was overgrown. What I saw by a farm that belongs to a lazy person. And the man who doesn't have understanding. That things were overgrown. They were, they were, things were growing. But the things that were growing is not profitable. Because I don't know what you are going to do with tongues. They can only do you one thing and to prick you. You can't eat tongues, can you? Is there anybody who eats tongues here? You fry tongues. And you call them bristles. And nettles had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall was broken down. The stone wall, the fence can't even stand. When I saw it, I said, mm. Mm. What has been the reason for this? Then I went to the characteristics of the slothful. And that the slothful, because they are lazy, they sleep a bit extra. And they try to keep their hands, not a lot, but often folded. And they fold it to just take it easy and to sleep small. And I realized that by these things, poverty comes unhindered. Poverty comes unstoppable. Amen. So, you see, he learned that this is how, or this is one of the ways by which poverty comes. And he received instruction. Now, so chapter 4 tells us about the inequalities, like the observation, how, what brings out the differences. And the factors mentioned are not some, are not demons. If they are demons, they work through the factors. But the factors mentioned, there was no grandmother there. If there was a grandmother who is a witch, they work through a natural channel. So stop blaming your grandmothers, please. Do you get it? And that these are the factors that was observed. Lack of knowledge, lack of good skills, and when these two are present, with laziness carrying them. A threefold cord is not easily broken. So lack of knowledge, lack of good skills, in conjunction with laziness, poverty is established. And laziness shows up in some ways. You don't see it like I'm standing, I'm lazy. No. But it shows up in a low interest in a good life. You see, that's why when I was preaching, I made us pray out of our lives. Anything that is a poverty mindset. Listen, you may have been born poor, but you are not supposed to remain poor. I said, you may have been born poor, but you are not supposed to remain poor. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. Believe it. Yeah. You must believe it. And please, even though Jesus said, 
it shall be hard for a rich man to go into heaven. Do you get it? He didn't say that poor people shall go to heaven easily. I'm just, I'm just telling you because sometimes we feel that the opposite is true. In this case, the opposite is not true. So, oh no, Bishop, why are you preaching that we might be rich? We have to be rich. Listen, because Jesus said it is, it is hard for the rich man to go to heaven. Even a camel can easily go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. He didn't say also that a poor man will find it easier to go to heaven do you get it so don't claim poverty as an inheritance tell somebody sitting by you don't claim poverty as an inheritance tell the person don't claim poverty as an inheritance please I beg you you may have been born poor but it is not an inheritance that you must pass it on to your children. Amen. So what has been observed in relation to poor people that's those who don't have is that they lack knowledge they lack good skills in other words you see when you come to this stage and you look at it you can tell the color of the person who did it or the type of person who did it it's a, it's a one you don't have to go far and and you can bet if betting was allowed and you win that's a good skill we we may have the skill but we don't refine it to make us readily marketable and then laziness now you see laziness is a is a you see the bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Laziness is the root of all poverty. I mean, I can't say it like 100%, but I think I, think I can get the distinction for that statement. 80%, 80% of the people would prove my statement right. Maybe I may have some 5% that would prove me wrong. And that they are poor because of other factors apart from laziness. But about 80% of the people, I'll get a pass mark with them. That when I go, when we analyze them, you'll find out that laziness is the, is the, is the root. It carried everything. Amen. And the manifestation of laziness. Laziness manifests in the person or in the form of a low interest in a good life. You are not interested to get a good life. You see, that, that you don't care about your life and what's happening. You are not interested. It tells you that laziness is present. Is there anybody you are not interested in what is happening to you? You just wake up and just move around aimlessly. You just look for the next boy that is willing to have sex and you just go ahead. You just look for the... Yeah, because some of you, the way, the way you sleep around, even though you have Jesus Christ, it tells you that it's like you are not interested in a good life. I mean, you have no standards. You have no... It's almost like you don't even set a standard that, oh, the boy that will sleep with me at least must have a job. (laughs) 
I mean, you are not supposed. Because you see, you see, the boy that has a job and that is working is a person that at least is thinking in a certain way. So your association with him can give you a bit of, you know, a vision that, oh no, let's try and do this. Maybe you should go and learn how to do hairdressing or you should go and learn something. But you, you specialize in 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 no no i mean why 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 a low interest in a good life you wake up in the morning there's nothing to do and you are very happy that there's nothing to do you make the babies and post them to your mother is it a letter please sit down sit down Look, I'm serious. I'm, it's offering time. But I'm very serious. It's offering time. And I'm, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Passivity. In other words, if, if you, you don't, if you are not moved, you don't move. It's like you are just there. You are just there. Nothing bothers you. I mean, you don't have a job and you are, you are growing and it doesn't bother you. You are always in your shorts and having chewing stick in your mouth. <laughs> or toothpick. Yeah. You just you lack motivation there's nothing you see even if you are being motivated you are immotivatable if there's a word like that Not, i mean you can't be motivated what's wrong with you and it's found out that a low intellect a low intellect that's your like your intellectual level affects your wealth i don't know i need to look at the factors that contributes to your intellect somebody should look for it for me like not now but it's an assignment because if your intellect is like God-given or God-determined, then unfortunately, when you have a low one, it's, a, it's quite a low blow. But I want to believe that even though... I, I, I want to believe that there are other things that must contribute to your intellect. The contributors to your intellect... So when it is low, it's because you have not engaged yourself in the things that makes them make your intellect high. Dependency thinking. Dependency thinking. Dependency thinking. let me let me tell you something i mean some of you, you are you're angry with your brother because he has money 
and he doesn't give you. I mean, when I read this point, I have in my mind a particular person. In fact, two people, two significant people in my life that have that way of thinking. And they are angry with their relatives that are doing well. Because they say they, they, are, they are not helping them. Meanwhile, this person or these people are like sinkholes. Whatever you pour into it, it, just, it doesn't feel. It just goes down. And they, they, they expect you to be responsible for their lives. And one of them had, I think even the two of them, went to complain to a pastor that their mother and their brother are not helping them. No, so the pastor must talk to the relatives to help them. Now, it's not creativity. It's the dependency thinking that makes you feel that help is your right. I mean, it's very serious. But that is a mindset of people that are poor. They feel that they feel that you owe them. You owe them. And please let's not go far. Don't pretend. We in this country. That's our thinking. That is our thinking. That we feel that the white man owes us. Uh, Let me not say a lot, but all I can say is that the white man owes us nothing. That's what I can say. What do you have to say? No, Bishop, they oppressed us. How come you didn't oppress them? No, 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 how come you didn't oppress them? Now, how come you didn't oppress them? No, 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 before you get emotional, how come you didn't oppress them? Did they have three eyes? Did they have four ears? Did they have 20 fingers? So how come they were able to oppress you? That's what should be your concern. That's what you should be. Not, not, not they oppressed you. That, that should be your concern. That should be your concern. That what about me? That made them able to oppress me. In West Africa, we talk about they coming to capture us as slaves. But there's no history that the white men came in their numbers and they went into the towns and captured the people. The history that I know is that the chiefs captured their own people and brought them to the white man in exchange for alcohol. and mirror and, and salt and this is what they came to exchange you, you went to give your, your you saw a human being that's just like you and you went to give him up for a bottle of schnapp are you with me it, that, should be, that, that should be your worry not the fact that they oppressed us
because if you had what they have they would not have been able to oppress you that's the first thing the second thing is that probably if you had it a little bit more the story would have been the opposite so your 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 solution is to try to find out why they were successful and close that gap and close that door your your solution is not to take what they have and share it for all of us or take what they have left for all of us and share it between yourselves so that you'll be like them and you'll stay where they stay don't you realize that what they have left you you are giving it back to them don't you realize it in your attempt to be like them live where they live drive what they drive it has not occurred to you that you have taken what belongs to all your other relatives and the villages and the towns that they didn't provide services you have you are taking the money and you are giving it back to them because are you the owner of the car factory you you don't make cars they make it because they have knowledge of how to make cars you know how to plant tomatoes and uh, oranges that's what you know you know what god does you don't do anything you know what you know how to do is what god naturally does for everybody but they make cars god doesn't make cars for us they make cell phones god doesn't make cell phones for us but god makes food for all of us and you say you are specializing in what god makes for everybody it's a wonderful thing are you with me so listen what am i trying to say what i'm trying to say is that the dependency thinking must go stop expecting your brother or your uncle to always be the one financing your your desires and and every help that you get must stimulate you to rise up and make the best of it and have the mind have the mind that in a season to come i will also be the one helping others not when nsfas has paid your school fees the instead of sitting up to read so that you can pass your exams and get a skill and get academic qualification you are rather drinking with it and womanizing and doing all those stupid things it's a thanksgiving convention and we have to give thanks well it's offering time but we have to address what brings poverty into our lives It's my right to get an SFAS. No problem. But it is your right also to make the NSFAS worthwhile in your life. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So the dependency thinking is one of the ways by which poverty stays in our lives you see wherever you have to depend on somebody you must accept it as very abnormal but for a season you must be humble but work with whatever help comes to set you free from the need for more help One student told me he sleeps for 12 hours. I said in my head, if you were my son, 
and you sleep for 12 hours after I've paid school fees, I won't quarrel with you. I'll just ask you to come home. I've told my children, if you don't pass well, don't think I'll force to take you to a university. You don't have to go to a university because you are not doing well to go to a university. I'll take you to go and learn a skill so that you can have food to eat. If you won't learn the skill, that's your problem. You see, that thing that is like as a parent, you want to by all means. Listen, me, I've decided, I said, I won't, I, won't, I won't have a headache because of your stupidity. I will talk to you, I will advise you, but that's where it ends. If you want to sleep, sleep. And I will always tell you that the reason why you are happy to have me as a father is because I didn't sleep. So if you want your children to be happy with you, then stop sleeping and learn. Otherwise, your children will stand and insult you and say, useless father. And by their insulting you, useless father, they will also amount to nothing. Because the Bible says you, they must honor you. But you, you have put them in a temptation to make honoring you so difficult. And you are surprised why all your boys are drunkards. It's you, you who placed them there. Dependency thinking must go. Amen. The white man does not owe us anything. I said the white man does not owe us anything. They don't owe us anything. I said they don't owe us anything. They did what wicked people do. And we are all wicked. The Bible says the whole world lieth in wickedness. What the white people do did is what wicked people do. It is what people who Satan is in control of. That's what they do. And any human being under the control of Satan will do the same. If we say the white man took from us black people for their enjoyment. How about the black man taking from their fellow black man for their enjoyment? At least, at least, they had color to use as a reason for taking from us. What do you have to use? My color is the same as you. So why do you take what is meant for my textbooks and use it for hotel with girls? Because all the money we are, we are stealing, we don't do use it properly. If we were using the money properly, then we will have a lot of jobs. Because the money that we take can set up many factories and many businesses. But you see, if you don't know how to create money, even when you steal the whole country's money, you will not know how to use it. One of, the, one of the marks of poor people is they don't know how to use money. Because they don't have the knowledge of how to get it. And the same knowledge they don't have of how to get it, they don't have that same knowledge of how to use it. That is why most of us, when we get paid, we see, start seeing a salary that we haven't seen before. Then we start buying cars and houses we can't afford. We are, we are the evidence. We are the evidence. We are the evidence. I said we are the evidence. You get a tender. Before you execute the tender, you have bought two houses and three cars. Hey, are we still taking offering? I know. I think it's enough. No, no, no. We are taking offering. I think it's enough. I'll, I'll, I'll preach the service properly now. Reliance on assistance from others. Reliance on assistance. Is when, when, you see, we all need help here and there. 
but to rely on the help as your way of living is a problem it's like when you wake up in the morning the budget of your life is the gifts that somebody will give you so you see you, you when you wake up you are budgeting that uncle Y will give me thousand rands sister T would give me 500 rands and brother R will give me 350 so I'll get a total of how much 1.850 so with the 1.850 I'm going to do my hair 500 and then I will I saw a jeans that is 300 No. Lack of skills to plan and organize their life. They lack the skill to just plan their and organize their life. That this day when I wake up in the morning, this is what I'm going to do. I'll do this at this time. I'll do that at this time. And then at this time, I'll go here and then no this one can be done rather in the morning so let me do that one first and they lack those things and that's one of the things i observe around me that most people don't know how to plan their movements like what to do at what time what is best you know things have the times when you can do it best and you have to plan your life say that i'll do this first because i get when my mind is busy i read with my mind my eye will see the word but my mind must register the word so the mind is calmer for me when i have just woken up so my reading work is done when i've just woken up because as the day the daylight comes my mind begins to work actively and therefore is not able to concentrate so i i learn when i have just woken up so you see i plan my life that the things that i don't need concentration i do them after i have done the things that needs my concentration but some of us we don't and there are so many things so one day passes by and the work that you have to do in one day you do it in five days So even when somebody offers you a job or by the grace of God you even learn a skill or somebody trains you in something and job starts coming you can't plan your life such that you will execute the job on time and deliver it on time so that it will motivate people to have re, I mean refer or give you as a reference for more jobs You can't organize your life. Bad training and care of children by parents. And of course, what does this boil down to? Basically, it boils down to our lack of knowledge. You see, most of us as black people we don't understand and we don't know or we don't seem to know that between the age of zero till around seven years actually less than seven that is when you have to teach the child the important values of life we, we don't when they grow beyond a certain age oh you can do whatever you want to do their values are formed in a certain way so that is when we have to be present and especially fathers the child that is in the world we don't train them most when i see people's children it's like there's no training there's no training there's no training when are you waiting to train the child i said when are you waiting to train the child you see the lack of training at the age when they should be trained you are setting up the child to fail 
they do what they want to do at any time meanwhile the bible has said train up the child the way he should go so that when he's grown he will not depart from it but you do the opposite i said you do what most of us as africans our training of our children is very bad some of us are a product of our childhood upbringing very bad training we don't read about behavior like behavioral science what children how children think and how children because some people have studied it they've learned it and they use it to their advantage in that the child is at this stage that I can make the child do what I will wish them to do when they are older They are trained by reading to them and by making them interested in reading. What do we do? We make them sit in front of television. We don't even train the child that there's a time to sleep. Hallelujah. Is there any reason why we should not be poor? When we are doing all these things listen i'll tell you one thing knowledge would help you you see the verse that i started with the three guys wisdom understanding and knowledge knowledge is the one that feeds all of them you see wisdom is the combination of understanding and knowledge uh, a combination of knowledge and understanding it is when you understand the situation and you know different things that is when you'll be able to choose what will work when and how that's wisdom knowledge knowledge and we are we acquire knowledge through the eyes reading and through the ears hearing and thinking on what we see or what we read and what we hear unfortunately most of us don't think unfortunately we are very emotional We are very emotional. Said that instead of our mind working, it's our emotions that govern us. But reading is key to our deliverance. Why should they say that if you want to hide something from an African, put it in a book? Why? 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 Why should they say that if you want to hide something from an African, put it in a book? Why? Does the Africans not have eyes to see? Can the African not pronounce words and understand the meaning of the words? So how come that to hide something from an African, you must put it in a book? May that statement never be true in your life. And I'll just share, let me tell you something. Make it a policy of you, whether you went to school or you didn't go to school, if you can read. And most of us can. I said most of us can read. Make sure that just as you eat every day of your life, read every day of your life. That's number one. Make it a policy that every day of my life, I will read you see and 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 the sad thing is that we don't decide to read but you have to decide to read i said you have to make a decision to read just as you make a decision to eat when there's no food you don't say there so there's no food so it's okay 
you go looking for food sometimes planning visits at appropriate times when you know that at this time there's likely to be some food around so so make sure that you read every day now the second thing is because you are, we are no readers don't read a lot at a time and, and, and secondly you don't need a lot at a time like food you don't eat the food you need for the whole day in the morning you eat what you can or even what is available when is available so you eat over a period of time you eat your required calories some of you way above what is required but at least you eat at different times so also read at different times also don't don't read one book for all the time one book read different books at the same time just as you eat pap uh, 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 meat uh, gravy with mushrooms and or, or uh, spinach and carrots and other beetroot and all these mixtures and all those things and plus dessert <laughs> do you get it so also listen read different things at this in this in the same day so you read he that hath if you read even a paragraph because maybe for your life for your life and i can tell you one thing the whole bible is not what you need for your life you need portions of it you see the bible is a storehouse of every life now a storehouse has different goods stored there so your portion is there her portion is there his portion is there so pray to god so that you just go to your portion because and lead, under the influence of the holy spirit god will lead you to read the portion that is important to you so a little bit of reading all over the place will increase your chances of receiving or reading what you need in that season and by so doing you are able you'll be able to read because listen to read especially as a person who is not given to reading you are going to have opposition so you have to strategize of how to how to overcome what is over trying to overcome you so you don't tackle the reading head on it will defeat you i said you don't tackle the reading head on it will defeat you you strategize you read here a little bit a little bit there and it maintains your interest because you are reading small on prayer then you read small on evangelism and you read small on wisdom and you read small on going deeper and doing more and you read small on how to be in a relationship because all of them are working in your life at the same time by so doing you discover that you are a reader i said by so doing you will discover that the description of non-reader cannot be applied to you and the last but not the least choose the books you read and choose easy books to read books that are written in a way that you can read and that is why i like our bishop's books you see when bishop didn't have 60 books i go to a bookshop rema bookshop those years 2004 2005 2006 i think 2005 2006 i buy for myself at a standing books worth 10000 rands different books so that i will read 
I, I have a lot of books. A lot. To read. I said to read. Because I know what reading can do. Reading made me a doctor. So if I want to be a pastor, why do I want to seek another route? Reading. So I buy different books. But what I discovered is that the title of the book may be nice. But the way the author has written, the language of the author is maybe very difficult to read. And one particular person that I struggle to read his books is Bishop T.D. Jakes. When you listen to his messages, you'll be encouraged. Oh, yes. And he's a teacher of the word. But also a motivator, an encourager. But to read his books, I can't tell you that I've read this book. Because the way he writes, his language, for somebody who didn't like reading, that is not a book to play with. No, I'm telling you. The, every word I read in his book, I need to check the dictionary. So I might as well take the dictionary and read it. Yeah, I mean, if every word you have to go to the dictionary, then you better read the dictionary. But you see, with Bishop Dag, his writing, so simple. And you see, it is not the only book. It's not the only books that there are on any subject he has written. But it's the book that is good for people who don't read like you and me. Because it's easy to read. And you have all these books. Some of them, when you check the price, it works out to be about 20 rands per book. And you don't make any effort to read. And you are sitting here and you don't understand why you are poor because you are not seeking knowledge i said you are not seeking knowledge because the things that are written are things written about church but they are applicable to any place i pray for you and I pray for myself that we shall be readers because poverty away with you as a poverty away with you Amen. he became poor that through his poverty we might become rich it is my duty it is my duty to tap into the work of Jesus Christ so that I might become rich by the work of Jesus Christ the anointing is available for any life that we want it God assured us that the Holy Spirit is for anybody but unfortunately the Holy Spirit doesn't just come to anybody though it's for anybody it comes to particular people so your knowledge would help you to rearrange your life to be that particular person in whom the Holy Spirit or upon whom the Holy Spirit will reside and poverty would always be a thing of the past people will see you and they say I like you yeah they will say I like you I want to do business with you I have this amount of business worth 100 million and I feel I must make you do it. So I'll show you what you need to do and do it for me. I'll pay you. Yeah. That's the anointing. It's, it's divine attraction, divine favor that makes you to be chosen amongst the options. Even it is the anointing that make, will make a good man choose you. Ladies, I said, ladies, is it? for men there are many men once you have there are children here and I think I'm on I'm on I'm on uh, uh, social media so but you know what I want to say as for men once there are certain things present with you they don't they will want it but a, a good man a man who would treat you well a man who would treat you as queen in their lives 
you need an anointing to attract them i said you need an anointing to attract them oh yes but the anointing doesn't rest on any funny vessel we believe you've been blessed by this message to stay connected follow our lci social media platform